Before we dive into today's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this content is intended for general purposes only and should not be used to substitute professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your medical service practitioner based on your unique needs. Hi everyone, this is Kelly, your nutritional nerd, bringing you the health news you want to hear for the week of April 3rd, 2023. Today, let's discuss insulin resistance and how you can manage it naturally. Now, insulin resistance is a growing concern in the health space, and if you know about it and its effects, then you know how serious of a condition it can be. Now, if not, you should consider making yourself aware. But regardless of which camp you currently find yourself in, do yourself a favor and keep listening as we discuss what insulin resistance is, who's at risk, and more importantly, what you can do about it. Let's start at the beginning with what insulin resistance is. Insulin resistance is a condition that occurs when the body doesn't respond to insulin as it should. It's a metabolic disorder that results when cells in your body become resistant to the effects of insulin. Insulin, if you're not familiar with it, is a hormone that helps your body use glucose for energy. It allows glucose to enter cells through specific receptors on their surface. Now, when you have insulin resistance, your body needs more insulin to keep or to help glucose get into the cells, so it secretes more insulin than usual. When you eat, your pancreas naturally releases insulin into the bloodstream, telling your cells to absorb glucose and use it for energy. But when you don't have enough insulin in circulation, or your cells become resistant to its effects, then this entire process breaks down. Excess glucose is allowed to build up in the blood instead of being used as fuel. Now, at first glance, this might seem like an innocent enough occurrence. After all, it's not uncommon for an individual with type 2 diabetes or prediabetes, for example, to experience higher than average blood sugar levels because of increased insulin production and decreased sensitivity to it. But while high levels of insulin might cause no immediate problems in healthy people who have a good diet and good exercise habits, or even people who tend to be overweight but are still active, they can eventually lead to problems. Over time, the buildup of glucose in the blood can lead to prediabetes or type 2 diabetes. It can also make you more prone to other health problems like heart disease or high blood pressure. Excess glucose in the blood will also make weight loss and inflammation management that much harder, if not impossible. Now, fortunately, there are many steps you can take to help prevent insulin resistance. Plus, it's possible to reverse some of its effects if it's already happening. So let's take a look at who might be susceptible to insulin resistance. Now, there's not one single cause for insulin resistance, but many factors can contribute to its arise. 
overeating and having excess body fat, especially in the abdominal area, are common reasons why someone can develop insulin resistance. Other factors that can contribute are high sugar diets, chronic inflammation, chronic stress, excess fructose consumption, a lack of exercise, a lack of regenerative sleep, or even eating too often without giving your system a break, as in the case of chronic snackers, or those who tend to eat all day long. Genetics can also trigger insulin resistance. Some people are genetically predisposed to developing it because their genes make their cells more sensitive to insulin over time. That means those people will need less insulin for their bodies to function normally, but this increased sensitivity to insulin can lead to type 2 diabetes if, it, if it's left untreated. Sometimes they might still develop diabetes even if their insulin resistance is treated appropriately. So it's really important for those people who are genetically predisposed to insulin resistance to carefully manage their blood sugar levels, not only because they're at a higher risk, but also because symptoms may not arise until they're at the later stages of the disease. And treatment becomes much more challenging at this point due to damage already done by high blood sugar levels left out of check for years. Now, a final note on genetics here, it's important to know that just because someone may be genetically predisposed to a condition, whether insulin resistance, high blood pressure, cancer, or Alzheimer's, diagnosis is not a guarantee. By properly managing their diet, lifestyle, and environmental factors, they can control whether or not that gene coded for a specific disease or outcome gets turned on or stays turned off. The science of how environmental influences affect the way our genes express themselves is referred to as epigenetics. Another consideration is what happens when you're hungry. When hunger strikes, your body releases more insulin to help glucose be better absorbed. Because glucose is the body's primary energy source, when it's absorbed during times of hunger or starvation, your body will have the energy to carry on. Glucose is also used to make new body cells, and it happens to be stored in the liver and muscles as glycogen, which is a form of carbohydrate storage but excess glucose is converted into fat if there isn't enough room left in these storage areas. This process happens when we overeat carbohydrates or sugars over a long period of time. The liver and muscles will absorb all the glucose they can, and then any additional glucose gets moved into fat cells for storage, causing us to hold on to weight despite our best efforts. Insulin resistance is called insulin resistance because our bodies become resistant to the effects of insulin on fat tissue when the tissues don't respond well to it anymore. Now, obesity and insulin resistance are definitely tightly linked. Obesity is a significant risk factor for insulin resistance, which increases your body's ability to produce and store fat. So the more fat you have, the harder it is for insulin to do its job properly. Though the exact mechanisms by which obesity can cause insulin resistance are not well understood, there are several factors that may be involved. 
high levels of circulating free fatty acids will increase lipid or fat accumulation in muscle cells and decrease glucose uptake by these cells. Another consideration is a reduced sensitivity of muscle cells GLUT4 transporters, which transport glucose into the cells, due to an increased protein expression or activity that stops GLUT4 trafficking. This reduces glucose uptake into muscle cells even when enough circulating insulin is present. And this phenomenon is, uh, is called glucose sparing because other tissues, like fatty tissue, can take up more glucose instead of storing it as glycogen and skeletal muscle tissue. So what can you do? If you have insulin resistance or are genetically predisposed to it, what actions can you take today to reverse it or prevent it from developing in the first place? Well, you'll definitely want to eat a diet low in sugar, refined carbohydrates and saturated fats, these are the main culprits that cause insulin resistance, so you should avoid them as much as possible. Instead, you'll want to focus on eating whole grains, fresh fruits, and vegetables. Another thing to do is to exercise regularly. Exercise is one of the best ways to improve insulin sensitivity because it helps your body use glucose more efficiently by improving muscle mass and blood flow throughout circulation. Even walking 30 minutes a day can start making a big difference. Another um, tip is to get enough sleep. Sleep deprivation has been shown to increase levels of inflammatory markers like C-reactive protein and stress hormones. And each of these factors will increase your risk for diabetes um, or diabetes complications like heart attack or stroke. Now, I know we've covered a lot of ground in this podcast today, from facts about insulin resistance to some of its causes and consequences, and it can certainly be overwhelming to think about all that goes on in your body when you eat or don't eat, but we hope these tips will help make it a little bit easier for you to manage your health and maintain a healthy lifestyle. If not, or if you'd like individual support or guidance, then contact us to get started today. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay happy and healthy.